Hollywood Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll. And because it's Friday, we're getting the weekend started off with the Duff McKagan Joke of the Week. Hey, Chris Jericho. It's uh, Duff McKagan calling in. And uh, how you doing there? You know, a friend of mine has been married a long time. Uh, he, he told me a secret. He's got um, this, him and his wife. Um, you know, what she, yeah, he's after uh, when she wants to have sex, simply just talk on his wiener once and uh if she doesn't want to have sex talk on the wiener 500 times thank you <laughs> duff is coming back baby oh man these jokes are uh, stinkier than three-day-old sausage but i love it duff mckagan uh from a little rock and roll hall of fame band called guns and roses i want to thank him for keeping us laughing every friday and of course groaning for the entire week here on talk is jericho where else are you going to hear a rock and roll hall of famer telling you stinker jokes every friday only here and where else are you going to get the guitar player from def leppard returning to talk is jericho to talk about 30 years of a I'm talking about the amazing Phil Collin, such a great guy. He's got stories about what it took to write and record that album with producer Mutt Lang, 30 years old this year, and how it took a year for the album to catch on and explode, uh, mostly thanks to some strippers in Florida. Gotta love them strippers, man. Phil's also a huge Walking Dead fan, so we talk about that, and Game of Thrones, and Breaking Bad. We also get into his other band, a blues band he has with Robert DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. He's an upcoming guest here on uh, Talk is Jericho. They're called Delta Deep. They got a new album and are currently on tour. I even got a bonus story for you at the end of the show. Uh, after I hit stop on the recorder, Phil and I were still sitting on his tour bus talking. He started telling this crazy story about Jocko Pistorius, the amazing legendary bass player from the weather report uh you might remember rob trujillo talking about him because rob did the documentary called jacko uh phil had a great story um i hit record and phil said i could run it on the show so stick around after the conversation to hear the crazy story about the winter night in europe when def leppard met jocko pistorius and speaking of europe fozzy's in europe right now with Steel Panther. I'm recording this in Oslo. By the time you hear it, uh, we will be in the Netherlands in Tilburg. That's Saturday, February 3rd, tomorrow night. February 4th in Oberhausen. February 6th in Munich. 7th is Luxembourg. That's our first time in Luxembourg. Our first time in Norway as well. Uh, Stuttgart on the 8th. Zurich on the 9th. Then we head to Spain for the first time on the 11th in Barcelona. 12th is Madrid. Then we finish it all up in Bilbao. And what a great tour this has been. Uh, hopefully, if you guys are in any of those cities, come on down and check us out. Five is on fire, running at full cylinders. And the thing I love about this tour is that uh, Steel Panther fans are a lot like Fozzie fans. They just enjoy a good time. People are coming here, whether they know Fozzie or not, they're getting into it and having a great, great time and great, great show. Uh, nothing but smiles and lots of fun and, uh, yeah, everything in between. So come on down, check us out. Go to FozzieRock.com for all information on the gigs and the Fozzie VIP packages yesterday. We played Judas, Drinking with Jesus, and Metal Health by Quiet Riot for the uh, Fozzie VIPs. Day before, it was uh, Fozzie, Drinking with Jesus. It was Cold Gin, and it was, uh, what else did we play? We played something else, too. I can't remember what it was. We had a great time playing some great rock and roll. TNT, that's what we played. We do songs you're not going to hear later on that night. FozzieRock.com for all information. And also, go there for all information on the Judas Rising Tour 2018 with Through Fire, Santa Cruz, and Dark Sky Choir. We start February 28th in New Orleans. 
We go all across the country. Uh, you get tickets for that at FozzyRock.com. And don't forget to buy the Fozzy Rock uh, VIP to come meet us, hang out, and hear some songs you're not going to hear anywhere else. Just private concert only for you. Available at FozzyRock.com. But speaking of great rock and roll, let's pour some sugar on Phil Collin from Def Leppard right here on Talk is Jericho. Here on, on uh, Phil Collins' bus, this is what I love about when you have a band like ZZ Top or Def Leppard or Motley Crue or you guys all have your own buses. Yeah, well, actually, I'm the only one who does. The other guys share. Oh, they, do they really? Yeah, yeah but um, just the diet thing and all, just other things, you know, it, it kind of works out that way and, and have the big bed. But it, we have two other buses. Okay. So Joe and Sav share and, and Rick and Vivian share. So you, got, you said you go on your own because of the diet. Well, I, yeah, mostly. I mean, I I eat different to everyone else. You know, I'm a vegan. Rick okay. Allen is as well, but I'm like kind of, you know. You I'm, like having your own fridge full of stuff. Yeah. You don't want anybody pulling the old roommate thing and yeah. eating your stuff or well, whatever. They, maybe. Not that they do. Rick does, actually. Rick Allen <laughs> actually does. He's the Ricky Mouse. It's in there, yeah. But it's great, though, because we're here at uh, uh, Rocklahoma. I had to think about it because there's so many of them. Right. Rocklahoma. Rock on the range. Rock uh, fest. Rock with your cock out. It's like, it's just rock, <laughs> rock, rock. But I mean... Uh, and it's cool because, you know, we played earlier in the day, and as a, you know, as a, as a, a band that's kind of working your way up, we get here on, you know, we're here at noon, and we're sitting around, and we're, you guys pulling at like eight thirty, right. you're on at ten thirty. It's like me and WWE. I show up like an hour before, whatever. Yeah, I mean, but that's that gives you enough time to feel cool and calm down and do what absolutely. You have to do. Yeah, because we had a pretty much like a day off today. You know, I was in Tulsa, and we was chilling out there, and right. Went to the gym, kind of done a bit of sunbathing, went down to Starbucks. There's a lovely new library there. So just stuff like that, you know. Do you like so going around the town like you said, a lovely new library? Like, yeah, I know, right? Because we, we was in Tulsa a few years ago and it said, under construction, we went, yeah, right, this is going to be demolished. It was like really in bad shape. Yeah, yeah. We come back this time, there's this brand new gorgeous library mm. with all screens and, and, and real books as well. So we, we were shocked. Which but, is um, such almost like a lost thing, like a library. Totally. Yeah. Like right? I remember I used to take my kids to the library when they, were, when they were little, but they don't really want to go now. It's right. one of those kind of forgotten things. It's a shame, but it was really nice. It had a great vibe. So yeah, we, we always, whenever we can, actually all the time we get up, I, I wake up at 6.30 every day. So um, it's like ding, and then, you know. You want to go kind of explore the town that you're in. And you do that every city and all the time. Pretty terrain? much, yeah, yeah. Do you just get off the bus and walk around, or do you have a little list of things that you want to try and find? No, just basket, just freeform, yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, like you said, I mean, waking up at 6 in the morning, not exactly, like I say, the most rock and roll thing. Right. But here we are, Def Leppard in 2017, and you're known as the, you know, Phil Collin, the fitness buff, and, you know, the guy who doesn't wear a shirt, and it's almost become like it's it's actually a badge of honor that people almost take the piss out of, but it's like, sorry, dude, you're Absolutely. in shape. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But you've lost the little weight that I noticed Absolutely. the last time. Yeah, I, we, we just started doing this... Um, just eating slightly different and, and just kind of get, getting kind of um, yeah, what we've been having for dinner, you know, sliced avocados, sliced tomatoes on a bed of greens with peppers and stuff. Doesn't sound much, but it, we make it delicious. And it's mm. like, so that that's it. And it's like trying to not eat out as much because you get so stuffed. Sure, and, sure, sure. Was so, this something you did then by design? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, really? I, I want to get down. I said, I'm not going to drink another coffee till I'm 146. And I'm, I'm usually 152, something like that, you know, um, so I got one forty-four. It's the lightest I've been for for years. So did you have a coffee? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, back, I'm back on it. Full, <laughs> now, full tilt. How much tilt. did you weigh at your biggest? Um, 
when I was working out a lot, like three times a day and that, and I was chowing down, I got to 157. Right. Yeah, so that was my And that max. looked pretty buff. Yeah, that was... You look like a competition bodybuilder <laughs> a lot of ways on stage, right? Yeah, it kind of, it, it, it was a lot bigger. And, mm. But it was, a, it was a lot, you know, as you know, it's, it's, it's harder to maintain. Sure it is, right. And, and you know, kind of easier to, in, actually, actually, when I was cruising on there you know you get to a level and it's actually you plateau and it's pretty cool mm -hmm. but i was working out a lot i was doing like the you know 12 to 15 three minute kickbox rounds you know just like pads and stuff and then a, a body part every day just doing weights and stuff so it's, it's a little less now because so. i remember you had the kickboxing set up at the venue yeah i still i still take that i still have the, the bob and that and, and I, I they stick that at the that. back of the trailer yeah yeah <laughs> he's it's, there we did that this this uh trip with uh our guitar player and myself we put a um a mountain bike in the trailer oh cool so as soon as you get to the venue you pull the bike out of the trail and just go riding around and sometimes it takes you 10 minutes and you'll find these beautiful areas but when you're stuck on the bus all day you don't know there's nothing around here I'm like dude right. there's like a whole wizard of oz land of color just over the hill yeah but if you don't pack some of that stuff in there the tour becomes a lot less fun yes you know what i mean absolutely yeah and it seemed like that gave you kind of a, an outlet to maybe get out some stress or get your get your mind in shape for the for the gig or it's the best thing in the world. I mean, yeah, it's, it's part of the routine, you know, mm -hmm. so it's, yes, it's cool. How about the Phil Collin uh, vegetable uh, shake? Oh, yeah. So we're still doing smoothie, that. Smoothie or is it the shake? Yes, yeah. a smoothie, yeah. So yeah. we um, pack it full of greens, like, you know, get spinach in there and cashew milk, bananas, you know, frozen blueberries and stuff like that. And well, no, the, the, the one that you gave me, there was... Uh, there was ginger involved. Oh, right. Okay, that was lemon. the juice one, right? The juicer. Yeah. Yes. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yes. The juicer. The thing about that was, though, I made it and it tastes great, but it took so it long does. to clean it. That's the, that's the thing. So we don't do that anymore. It's like for that reason. Like you would have to have somebody, like a tech or somebody, just their job is to change right? guitar strings and clean Phil's juicer. Absolutely. <laughs> With all the rinds and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so touring for as long as you guys have... Is there other things that you like to do to keep yourself sane when you go on these? Because you guys are out quite a bit, especially recently. Yeah, I mean, the last year and a half, I've been doing the Tesla albums. I've been producing it. So mm. they've been out with us. So we've been recording every second we get. Wow. So we just finished it. It's, it's starting, they're starting to mix it now. Uh, Ronan, our out front guy who does all the Def Leppard stuff, all the albums and that, he's mixing it. And it's just phenomenal. It's like, if you can imagine taking Queen, Zeppelin, The Beatles... But at Tesla doing it in a, in a kind of a modern way, it sounds inc it, we're blown away. So that's so. How are you doing this on the road then? Um, usually guitars. We we do guitars on on tour. Not really many vocals. We do that and, and drums in a studio. We do the drums last. You still you do the drums last. Yeah, that's yeah. different. Yeah, usually the drums are first. Right. So, but then you're stuck with it. So you know, we we actually change tempos and stuff like that, and then. We lock in, and then then the drums can go around the vocals. You, you're not kind of oh, you're not fighting with that. And we we did that. We've always done that with Def Leppard, actually. Really? So, yeah. Do the drums yeah. last? Yeah. Wow. So, so where did you do the guitars on the bus or the dressing now, room? Or? We always find a dressing room, like a, a spare room, or like a. We've done them on here. We've done you know all over the place, but yeah, it's been really cool. So when you're producing, what are you doing when you're in the dressing room? Try it again. Do it this way. Do it that way. I joined the band, you know, I kind of, I really did join the band. We're, we're trying to make these songs 
amazing and then all the guitars have got to be you know there's a grunt work couple of rhythm guitars and everything is embellishments over the top of that you just mm -hmm. make it interesting if you've got a guide vocal you don't want to step on it. it's like the drums you know you and before you know it, it's like kind of like painting by numbers mm. and you, and you just just kind of improve on it and and, it, and it's great and you know and, and everything you know lyrics go back do another do another attempt you know just make it better pass make, it, absolutely right? and, and hooks just even lyrically and everything else because we were talking earlier i mentioned that we were just on tour with a band called king we had great chemistry with great guys and we're like we should pull a def leppard and just have yeah. them come with us everywhere the way that you guys have with tesla right you guys have been touring with tesla since maybe last summer summer before actually two summers yeah so what's the uh what's the chemistry there well, they were the first band that played on it in the round stage on the Hysteria Tour 30-something years ago. No kidding. Yeah. They were the opening wow, act. So okay. we, got, we got real history, you know, yeah, really yeah. good friends. And, and, it, and so I can be open with them, you know. It's kind of like, in, in some cases, even more so than, than, than Def Leppard, you know, because, you know, we, we, we all have our... It, it becomes a set thing, and we all know our roles in, in Def Leppard, you know. But with, with Tesla, I know all the guys, but... You know, we haven't got that kind of relationship, so it, it was really cool jumping in. You don't have to worry about uh, hurting somebody's no. feelings. Where you're going to be on stage, looking across the way, going, "The son of a bitch." Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right? great. So that, that's interesting. So how did you end up getting the gig to produce? So record? you know, my other band, Delta Deep, right? Well, there was there was there was Man Rays too. Absolutely, Delta Deep. That's with the the female singer. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's more the blues band. Yes. Gotcha. So so we wrote a song for that, and I played it to Brian Wheat, and he said. Oh man, Tesla have to do that song. It's, he said, "Produce it." So I did. We actually done some of that on tour as well. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we that that came. We finished up. It's only great. They said, "Hey, do you want to do the album?" And that's, so that's how that it goes. It, yeah. So do you find now, you know, um, when we do these festivals, you're doing these festivals. You just did the tour with Poison and Tesla. Do you feel that Def Leppard is bigger now? Maybe not as big as '87, but bigger than any time since then. Absolutely, yeah. And and, and why do you say that? Integrity. <clears throat> I think you know we keep at it. It's the original members, and we keep trying to up up the raise the bar. Mm -hmm. like Joe's singing the best he's ever sang. You know, a little scare a couple of years ago. The right. Throat yeah. And he started doing all these different vocal warm ups, really taking care of it, and it it really helped. And it, and it's just it just moved us to another. Because every summer you guys are going out, yeah, and it's always an interesting collection of bands, always great collection of bands. Yeah, how do you decide? I think maybe last year it was Sticks, this year's right. Poison. A couple of years ago maybe it was Heart. I think it was yeah. Cheap Trick, Heart, and Def Leppard. I saw one time, or some connection of the combination of those. How do you decide the bands that you go out with? There's less and less going. There's less and less bands there. They're all disappearing, you know. So. It's kind of obvious. It's, uh, we're scrambling to get a band to do that. So what do you mean they're disappearing? Well, they, they, they split up. They don't exist anymore. None of the members, there's like one guy left in the band. So this is great with Tesla and Poison. It's the four original guys in right. Poison. So that's really massive, you know, integrity there. So That you know, does mean something. It really does. You know, and, and I'm not talking bad, but I'm, it's the honest truth. I saw um, Foreigner and Sticks right. a couple years ago, and... There was no original members of Foreigner. <laughs> right, I mean, Mick Jones yeah. came out at the end, but at first, the first six songs, it's like, there's not one original member. Right. And that's kind of a disconnect where it's almost like, is this even, can you even call it Foreigner? Right. Or is I it agree. like, you know, yeah. Foreigner-esque or something along those yeah. lines? But you guys, like you said, have the the, well, the original guys that is as close to the original as possible. Absolutely. Without yeah. passing away or whatever it may be. Yeah. And fans do have a lot of uh, stock in that. I think so, yeah. You know? They appreciate that, like you said, the integrity of it. You guys sound great. Sound better every year. It gets better. Singing gets better. Playing gets better. Everything. And you, but you take advantage of the technology that's available. 
available. You got like you four guys are singing, but you have tracks on stage as no, well. No, no tracks no, at all. All real, all real vocals. Wow. Yeah, because that's hard. When you talk about those Mutt Lang recorded records that have layers and layers and yeah. layers. One hundred and sixty voices sometimes. Unbelievable. And, yeah. So the four of you guys carry it. Yeah, that's the three of us really. I mean, me, me Vivian, and, and Sav do do the main one, and, and Joe comes in and, and Rick stopped singing a few years ago. He's got a great voice, but he, he just. He, he concentrates on his drums. Yeah, he's you got know. to play out. But exactly. yeah, and we, we now we have this blend going that's kind of almost unnatural. You know, you kind of like the Everly Brothers or the Eagles mm -hmm. when they were, were they had this blend, and it kind of even if you sat in a room like this and sung, you'd go whoa. So we, we they, I get wild every night just even singing with these guys. It's, mm. it's weird actually, in, in a great way. There's nothing better than than hitting those harmonies. Yeah, harmonies. We do a lot of that in our band, and you know, sometimes it's a little wavery. But when you nail it, it's nothing it's the like best it. Best feeling right? in the world, you know. It reminds me of like you talking about the Eagles or the Beatles, especially like in '64 when it was so loud in the arenas. Yeah, they couldn't even hear themselves singing. But they still were locked in perfect harmony because they had so much practice and so much chemistry Definitely. and connection. You know, that, that to me is just, that blows me because now, now we have inner ears. You can always hear what's going on. Turn this vocal up, turn this one down. But then they're just basically guessing. Right. And Absolutely. still getting it. Still nailing it. You know? Amazing. Hey, this is Chris Jericho inviting you to the first ever rock and wrestling rager at sea. Picture this. Rock and roll, wrestling, comedy, live podcasting, all on the open ocean from October 27th to the 31st, 2018 from Miami to Nassau. I'm bringing Hall of Fame wrestlers, some of the greatest rock and roll bands on the planet, and putting the first wrestling ring on a cruise ship ever. Don't be a stupid idiot. Make the list. Check us out at ChrisJerichoCruise.com. When you mentioned Hysteria, and, and uh, we're talking about the, like, pretty much the 30th anniversary of Hysteria, yeah. what do you remember recording that record and, and, and going into that record? Going into it, we wrote all the songs with Matt Langer, um, and he was he said, look, we can't be ordinary here. This has to be spectacular, otherwise we ain't going to bother, and you know, everyone else is doing Pyromania Part 2. Right. So let's go in and, and do different influences. There was rap music was just coming out. There was mm -hmm. a lot of bands like Frankie Goes to Hollywood, The Police, a lot of different kind of areas that you could kind of Duran Duran you know Billy Idol it was all very different so we, we took all the influences off of like that the pop sensibilities of yeah it. And, and you know Run DMC and whatever was happening you know mm -hmm. so just a bit of that and um, just made it very different it, we, it couldn't be standard and it couldn't be um, the same as anything else so so that that was the thing and it, it really sounded good it's a, a brave thing because when it first came out people were going well it doesn't sound like rock you know mm -hmm. but we're like you know it sounds different it sounds unique right well it's interesting though because you had so much momentum after pyromania and then rick has his accident yes and then which is still one of the most honorable things i think in rock and roll history instead of getting a stand-in or a temp you wait yeah and was that like a collective thing like we're waiting for him we were anyway we were still recording so okay you know, we, we, it kind of worked out great and, yeah, yeah. And we, we left it up to him what he wanted to do you know mm -hmm. so that was it was great but I mean, that's so, so, so you kind of lose some of that momentum. So it's four years in between. Yes. So when it comes out, were you guys a little nervous? Like, do people still care? No, we actually wasn't nervous because we, we were so into what we'd just done. I actually remember me and Steve Clark were, were sitting there going, you know, if no one even buys this, it's just our parents that hear it. We're, we're, we're satisfied. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. It's cool. What was it like making the record with Mutt Lang? Because it was great. It was mm -hmm. just, uh, I, I love working with him. It's, um, pure inspiration and and you know he just has these great ideas and it's like it will push you and he make you sing harder than better than you've ever done or play better different in a different way not just like shredding or something you've got to 
get in the pocket mm. and melodic stuff and you know counter rhythms and and groove and melody that's his thing and then then obviously lyrics and the performance and yeah it's just it's just amazing does he sing on the records too every album he's ever done he's because like, it's interesting i just was listening to hotter or sorry a highway to hell the other yeah. day and never dawned to me or never struck me he's all over that record absolutely you listen to touch too much i mean yeah there's no ace like there's no malcolm young in the chorus right. of that song it's all it's all mutt yes and i was just thinking about like every one of his records has that theme going through whether it's brian adams or shania or Def leopard right like love bites that's all him all the backing vocals really we're in there but we're yeah, yeah, really yeah. tucked down it's it's mainly all him and he's he's one take he's the best singer in the room always wow yeah so how was that for you guys when you come in they just let him do his thing and yeah and then we just add to it mm -hmm. and then he'll, he'll get us to sing a certain way but um yeah he's he's a, he's a master at, he's singing it's like he's yeah he'll wake up like four in the morning he'll just get up bang one take and then he'll track it and it's, it's crazy <laughs> you know it's interesting because you talk about that record and you mentioned like when it first came out i think the first single was Woman. women yeah yeah. yeah yeah and when you it's first right. hear it it's an interesting choice because it's not a balls out rock right right it's much atmospheric and i think at the same time maybe appetite for destruction came out and same both, year absolutely both those records took a whole year yes to really kick in they totally did yeah which you would never have that nowadays no you know right so so tell us a little bit about that was that always the plan like we'll give it some time or no we just Mutt said we want to make an album that lasts we want songs that that, that people actually were playing we didn't think 30 years but yeah <laughs> right 20 years maybe and uh yeah so here we are 30 years later but um that was the thing he said you know you really want to succeed you you have to have songs that that last and I, I was talking to robert deleo who, who plays in delta deep and he's you know, oh is he okay yeah he's, he's, pilots yeah. yeah i said yeah we're killing it out it's great i said i said i don't know why he said well i do he said it's those songs you know they they still work and they still mean that they're just great songs and they last so i think that's what it was and, and that was Mutt's kind of intention really and was it when Sugar came out that really busted the yes. record open. That's what really put it through the roof, yeah. right? Because I think it was women. I think it was Animal after that. Yeah, then Hysteria. Then Hysteria. Yeah. Wow. So you're just throwing them at the wall. Yeah, no, they weren't sticking at first. Yeah. yeah. So how did it take so long to release Pour Some Sugar? That could be your biggest Ab anthem ever. We, it, absolutely. Um, the label thought it was going to, one of these songs would go, and they just didn't. And hmm. then um, the girls in Florida, the strippers, was requesting it on local radio. Really? before it even was a single and then they started playing it on the radio and it just snowballed just like that so it was wow. strippers yeah god bless the strippers absolutely right, right? Yeah. we had a song on our last record called lights go out and uh um we got this note that it was top 10 on the dj strip club charts for like four months i was like what are you talking about like dj like strip club djs really? have their own charts i didn't know that i didn't either until our song was like number four between like you know wiz khalifa and freaking whoever it was Fantastic. you know buster rhymes and fozzy's right in the middle it's like well god bless the strippers yeah they've always taken care of the boys a absolutely right? <laughs> without a doubt all across the board and like you said now with these all the if you thought of doing in kind of uh uh, the, the record in its entirety or anything like that we did that in vegas oh you, okay which yeah, residency which was great and and maybe again you know when when we get the offer and we we done a, a festival and, and they wanted it so we in france 
So yeah, if anyone asked for it, yeah. Was it hard, cool. like learning a couple of the more obscure yeah. tunes, like yeah, Gods oh of God. War or something? <laughs> Run Riot. And, oh gosh, and singing it and playing it. Da 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 da. It's like oh shit. So yeah, because that, that, that's the, you probably never even never played it live. Never, you did never the, played it at the, at the same time. You know, that's you do the song, you record it, you leave it. Yeah. And then you have to remember how you did it. it. It's funny because I had Vivian on this show with uh, um, uh, uh, Phil from Last in Line. Right, okay. And he was talking about when he started playing those Dio songs that he had to go on YouTube and watch right. fans play them yeah. to remember how, like, how do I do the solo in Rainbow in the Dark? You had to go online and watch it. Brilliant, Because huh? you don't remember any no, of that absolutely. stuff, right? And mm-hmm. there was so much stuff on those records, on Hysteria, stuff that... You go, what is that? And I, and I vaguely remembered it. And then there's counter melodies, vocals, counter guitars, mm-hmm. counter riffs, chords. I mean, it's like, so you just have to choose the best parts. Right, right, right. So when you guys go on a tour like this, is there, do you ever do like, um, obviously you have your 10, 12 hits that you have to play. Do you ever drop in like an obscure one just for yourself or for the hardcores? We we did. And then the new album came out. So we had to kind of integrate. The new songs. So, yeah. so, the, so the, the, the deep cuts have to go. What were some of the deep cuts that you threw in there? We done Paper Sun was the last wow. one. And, and Promises and stuff like that. Promises? Off, yeah. That was from was the record. Euphoria. Euphoria, yeah. yeah. It was a good tune. So... They had to go because, you know, the new stuff had to take mm. precedent, you know. Do you ever get any of, like, the, the – I mean, there's still the metal guys that, you know, Def Leppard was in the new wave of British heavy metal. Still want to hear Wasted or Me and My Wine or, you know. Yeah. Well, well the funny thing, we do that sometimes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So one of the things that was kind of weird, we had uh, – we played Wembley once and, and Mench, our manager at the time, Peter Mench, goes, let's do Wasted. And we did it and – 9,099 people went <laughs> and like three people were going eh, you know this is great so yeah it's all it's all it's a great idea but but it's it's not really it's so funny because paul stanley said the same thing he's like you know people want to hear yeah us do you know something off the elder or something yeah. off of unmasked and it's like we could do those songs but then a we have to take one of the hits out yeah and you've got 99 percent of the people crossing their arms going why aren't you doing love gun yes you know and and there's the hardcores are like yes but those guys you have to understand guys it's not doesn't work that way right you know what I mean yeah. and that's just how you have to think yeah. about it if not because you guys did do a thing with the residency where you came out and opened for yourself absolutely that was great that was random every night it would be, be like side one of high and dry or riding in the sun um all these different songs you know ring of fire a b-side <laughs> you know so what was your mindset behind that just to give them everything, really, mm-hmm. and and to be the opening act, and it didn't really matter. So if we and, and they were great, we recorded it all. It, it, I, I was surprised at how well they turned out, actually. What was the, what was the band called? Dead Flat Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Flat Bird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so would you guys come up with like hats on, or would you come with your with your Def Leppard gear on? Or Rick Savage had a stick on moustache. <laughs> yeah, I had a, had a big white flowy shirt on, and so yeah, we kind of really acted up to it, and then we went off, had a quick shower. And actually done a theatrical. It was actually like being in theatre. It was really weird. We done hysteria, and it was. It felt different because we were actually right, right, playing right. a part. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Did you like doing uh, the residency? It was cool. It was. Yeah. It was a lot of work, but it was. It was really cool. A lot of work as far as putting together the production, or <clears throat> that and re- all the rehearsing. You know, because mm-hmm. we had to do all these. We had to learn like thirty songs and. It, ones that we, we didn't know and, right and, for the dead flat bird yeah. teams as well right because you so, can't just go out there and just wing it no, because it, yeah, no, it sucks and someone's sucks. gonna catch it on the camera definitely That's, there you can't go. do that anymore is that something you guys would do again the residency yeah if it, we've been offered it but it's like something always goes okay 
you got South America, you got another tour comes that's another mm. leg of a tour. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, we kind of, yeah, at some point we probably do. But so going it. out in the States every summer, yeah. do you then follow it up by going to Europe every fall or how does that kind of Every work? other year. Every other year. Yeah, so. What other countries are you really popular in besides obviously England? Japan. Um, we, we done Lithuania a couple of years ago and we've been going there for years. We had like 1,800 people. 3,000 then we played a 7,000 seat arena with all like 17 year old kids interesting going crazy singing all the words what, what was the what was the rise there I don't know I think just just keep going back and I it is a, a there's a bit of a momentum and a bit of a snowball thing and the fact that you know ACDC's gone Motley's gone and a lot of the, the bands that, that were around it's, it's kind of they're, they're kind of disappearing and, like you said right yeah the right, integrity right. people go well they they dig the fact that you still hear these songs and and the band's still there. It's a real band. It's it's like mm. you know. Uh, you keep mentioning that word integrity. Yeah, it seems yeah. like that means a lot to the Def Leppard you know brand. It, it does, and I think that the fans really see that. I, I've been saying that even with the like the Poison thing and Tesla. You know, I, I think it's so important for Poison to to just be to be those four guys. Mm-hmm. They go out there and they they kill it every night. They, mm-hmm. it, it's great, and and people who who didn't particularly like Poison. Uh, coming and seeing them now and, and it means something else mm-hmm. it but that integrity they go wow this is wow i remember this well it's the same guy this right. is Deville, it's, there's brett and and he's great he's a great showman and mm-hmm. the whole thing really works same deal with tesla it's like it's the same guys and they're, they're, they're out there only they're a better band than the, what they used right, to be right, so right. that's cool because it's so rare to get a band with the original guys absolutely you too Rush, even right. though it's not the original drummer was on the, but then then uh, ZZ Top, I think. Yeah, that right. could be your only ones that have had the same lineup basically the whole career. Yeah, right. You know what I mean. So when you're on the road and and, and you you are passing time during the day when, when you're not working out, I know that uh, one of our connections that we have is is, is Walking Dead. Right, absolutely. Uh, still your favorite show? Absolutely. Yeah. So what did yeah. you think of the most recent season? I thought that they drew it out a little bit. I, I I felt a little. I was waiting for something, and I I sensed a little bit of. They could have edited a little bit, and it would have been a bit more exciting. I think. I, I find that they've been doing that over the last couple of seasons. We'll yes. have a big. It's like a a set list where it opens strong, but then it goes real yeah. kind of, you know, psychedelic blues jam, and then Absolutely. they hit you the hit because they've done that for 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 a few years now. Yeah, I found, and I also thought too like. I thought it started so crazy with with the whole Negan thing with 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 Glenn and with Abraham. Yeah, you know, like one of the most riveting, crazy. sickest things. Right? Like, did you see that coming? No, not yeah. at all. Not at all. Did you think that somebody might escape, or what did you think was going to happen? Because because what happened for people that hadn't seen it was before the season ended, it was the cliffhanger. Yes, where Negan had the baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. Right, and everyone's down on their knees. Who's it going to be? Yeah, who's it going to be? And then you had to wait all summer. Yeah, people were furious. Absolutely, I was like, that's. That's great. That's yeah, what it's you great, want, right? Absolutely. So, what did you think? Uh, Was it showing us a picture? Is that with the oh, Walking Dead guys? Dead guys. Yeah. Let me see. Oh, look at this. It's a picture with. Uh, is that Nicotero? Who is that? Tell me the story. That was we played Atlanta um, about a, three weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. yeah, about three weeks ago, and they come down the makeup. Oh. So, do you see the, um, the the spiky zombie that they threw? Yeah. In the junkyard. Oh, that's him. Go, yeah. Oh, there you go. They threw him in a junkyard yeah. and they had stuck spikes to this yes. guy, which was awesome, by the really way. Really awesome. How would that you was fight? scary. I know, right? You can get close because the spikes are there, but yeah. he's coming after you. And he's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> the entire makeup crew, they came. Yeah, they all came. The whole crew, yeah. so, so they all came they to see the show. He was come, but he was 
Okay. Gotcha. Because I know that they're, they're uh, I know that uh, Daryl's a big metalhead. Yes. Reedus. He was going to come down as well, but he, he couldn't make it either. So. I saw him. He was playing bass with Anthrax. No way. Yeah, a couple really? months ago, yeah. Fantastic. He's a bass player or whatever. But wow. that's cool when you get the mutual respect of the yeah, people that you watch right? the show and they come and see you, right? Yeah, yeah. Are they kind of in awe when they meet you guys? Yeah, they are. And it's, it's kind of cool. Now they were going to they're was, gonna, they're gonna get me. Oh, they're gonna put you on there. That's what they said. Yeah, he said, if you want to be on it, I said, yeah. I'll be a zombie. Absolutely. Well, Scott Ian did that too. Did he? They put the makeup on. There was like Fantastic. a one second shot. And anytime on that show, when they'll show like a close up of a random zombie, yeah, you know it's somebody. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Because they give you, they give the guy a little bit of FaceTime or whatever, you know. So, so you, so we're talking about the the season ends. Yes. So, what did you think was gonna happen? I think it just, it kind of, it was a little diluted, the, mm. the whole thing towards the end and that, you know, it's starting off really strong. And I know they got some other stuff, they're just, they're just drawing it out for a But when, when we were talking about when the Negan thing, did you think that Negan was not going to kill anybody? No, I knew he was. Okay. And it was the, yeah, absolutely. But they pulled the double whammy of the yeah, two Yeah, didn't them. see that at all. You know? Didn't see it at all. Just super violent, man. Vicious, yeah. Like, that's... One thing with that show is you never know what's coming that way. Right, like the 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 sink that that one the couple of seasons oh, before that was the slaughterhouse. A, oh, jeez, that was brutal. It's funny because I did uh, walking or Talking Dead. See, you know, you were great. I, I because we watched that. You were the best guest that there's ever. Been. Seriously, oh, you were the best guest ever. You. you were informed. It was like really smart and intelligent. Every, and everyone on there, they were like. Whoa, okay, that's really... <laughs> and the makeup crew actually said yeah. that as well. No kidding. Yeah. They oh, said, that's wow, cool. man, he was so good on the show. Well, they always drop little hints of of what's going to happen. And that one that we were talking about, that certain episode, was they had trapped everybody in Terminus. Yes. Which is a right. cannibal camp. But earlier in the, in the, in the episode... I'm probably getting this wrong. And Walking Dead, you know, nerds, please don't yell at me, but... Rick was showing Carl how to catch a rabbit and he says you have to draw a trail and you draw him into the trail uh, and you do a bottleneck where it starts the bigger trail and it gets smaller and then as soon as they get into the hole you shut it in there and that's what they did catch them in Terminus so it was foreshadowing how to catch a rabbit aka how to catch a human being and that's what I said and they were like oh you're a genius I'm like no but it's right there they always do that yeah, you know, but no one else followed it. No one got you. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Do you ever go back and watch them all? No. Do you do that? Uh, well, my wife got into it just this year, so I watched the whole from beginning. How was that? Doing it's great time, to right? watch it from from the beginning. Wow, because you can see the real development of the characters, ones that we forgot, like Shane. Oh yeah, love Shane. He was He's major amazing. player, and, and great to see how he's slowly losing it until he finally, yeah. you know, it's a long progression. But you, you forget about um, uh, what's the old guy's name with the ponytail? Yeah. No, Dale is the one guy, Dale. But but who was the the boss of the farm? Uh, oh, um, Hersh- Herschel. Yeah. That yeah. whole thing and the governor and like every season something cool would happen. Yeah, you've forgotten about it, right. you know. And like you see, like with uh, with Negan and all his character, with all his cast of characters and like all that sort of thing. I thought that maybe Negan should have ended at the end of this. season. I do really. I think it was. Uh, you know, that's what I felt it was a little overstating it, overstating the welcome type thing. It's yeah, like, it's, it's it's done. It's enough already, kind of thing. So, what what do you like best about Walking Dead? Um. That it's nothing to do with zombies. That it's really about human monsters. Bingo, man. Yeah, that's yes. what I've told my wife for years. It's yeah, like, it's not about. I don't like. It's not about zombies. Right. Zombies are are minor players at times. Totally. Like you just said about human monsters. Yeah. 
right? And they're, they're vicious, as we're seeing in the world right now. You know, it's right, right, right. everywhere. Every, every country's got them. It's like, you know, it's not unique to one place. It's a, a generalized, you know, human nature is pretty weird. And yeah, yeah. Take, take a quick little detour here. Um, are Def Leppard a Manchester band? Sheffield. Sheffield. I, I'm, I'm from London, but yeah, the, the guys Sheffield. are from Sheffield. Yeah. What did you think about the Manchester thing? I I kind of saw that coming years ago. You How know? do you mean? I it's like you know big crowds. I mean you know they 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 tried to do it at some of the soccer games in Europe, and it was just a matter of time before someone went in there a, a rock con or a music venue. Yeah, well, sure. Know? Yeah, basically a rock concert. But, yeah. You know, eight year old girls, and it's it's so disgusting. But you know, yeah, that. That's we um we were overseas when the Bataclan happened in Paris with the Eagles yeah, of Death we Metal. In, yeah, we were, were in uh, yeah we were in uh, Japan actually. Okay, yeah. so we were there. We were in the Netherlands, which is very close to France. And Absolutely, bands started canceling and going home, and we were like, "What do we do? Like, right. I don't want to go home." We played Paris a week later. Did you? And you know, I said, "I don't care if ten people come. I don't care if whatever. We're doing it." And there's yeah. so many people so thankful that we did it, right. but it's. Socks, man. It's scary. Jeez, like I'm looking it? at the door. You know, we're not playing arenas, but I'm playing a venue. Where I'm looking at the front door from the stage, just like if anything weird happens. Yeah. You know, it, it, have you guys ever had any instances of that or any yeah. kind of issues? We got tear gassed once in Switzerland. <clears throat> this was years ago. And the the weird thing is, you you always think, what what would I do if something happened? Right. We had no idea. We just saw half the audience just move over the other side and disappear out the door and be like whoa and then everyone's eyes started burning and we just like whoa just stopped and and then everyone left and, and someone had thrown a tear gas canister just someone snuck a tear gas yeah. canister in and just threw it yeah it was really weird that's crazy totally weird did you obviously have to stop the show yeah no it was done it was after that we were like i mean we couldn't see it was like burning eyes and the worst feeling ever audience yeah wicked yeah we uh went to oktoberfest once in winnipeg when i was like 22 years old and had a couple drinks we jumped on stage with the polka band and they were they were singing taking care of business so we joined in and the security guards came so we laughed me and my friend the guys maced us with that tear gas and I was like, why? Like, why did you do that? You're just sitting wow. there, like, like it hurts so bad you can't even open. And the cops came over. I said, "What happened?" I said, "Like, you know, we got Macy's. So we're gonna leave you alone." I said, "What are you gonna do? Arrest us for obstructing a polka? Like, you can't really get us on that, you know?" But the worst feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just terrible, terrible, terrible. Brutal. Yeah. Have you ever had any other ones where you had like a stop a show and we, we had a fight in the crowd the other day? It was really bad. <sighs> Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, yeah. See, see a lot of stuff and people getting crushed and stuff like that. What do that. you do when that happens? It depends. You try and stop it. Joe used to stop it. We haven't seen it for a while, but you know, back in the eighties when it would it'd be kind of crazy out there. Mm -hmm. People getting crushed up there, ribs broken and stuff like that. And right. you'd just stop the show and say, Well, you know, just step back, you know. You have to, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're we're talking about Walking Dead. Who's your favorite character on the show? I like Rick, really. I know it's a it's a it's an yeah. easy one, but I, I dig Rick. I, I like he's he's so troubled, and it's kind of it's not easy for him at all. You know? <laughs> Everyone's looked at him for everything Absolutely. that was wrong. It's interesting too because there's a lot of English actors that come over to the states, unbelievable, huh? and have the American accents. You know, we were just talking about that. Like, have you seen the Americans? I have not, show. but I know what it is though. Same deal. Great really? show. Gr great show. Yeah, and, and the the lead guys is. Is well it's called actually. the Americans. Yeah, you, you freaking limeys are coming over, all stealing over. all our gigs. What's the other one? What's the other one? Sons um, of Anarchy. All right, yeah. Jax was was uh, English. Absolutely. 
Billions, yeah. Billions. All the actors on Fear of the Walking Dead yes. are from New Zealand or Australia. Crazy, or yeah. like every single one of them shows up on Talking Dead. Like, I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm like, <laughs> another one? Right? Like, jeez, man. I want to go crazy. to England and get a gig on like the top English TV show <laughs> and adopt an English accent. Right? And I do that, right? Yeah. Do you watch Fear of the Walking Dead at yeah, all? Yeah, I do, actually. What do you think first, of that one? First, I didn't like it. And then as the, the character development became better... I really started digging it, and I, I love Nick's character. I think is is kind of cool. Well, I, not, I think we might have talked about this, but I, it, everyone was complaining like it's so slow, it's right. so slow. And 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 she's she's nodding her head, understanding. Of course, it's slow. Yeah, we, no one you can talk. We we watch zombie movies and zombie shows. We've been watching them for years. We yeah. know how it is. You got to shoot the zombie. Can you imagine if right now? If your tour bus driver, see, right? Yeah. If your tour bus driver came on the bus and he looked kind of sick, you'd be like, what's wrong, dude? And if he came to bite, you'd be like, what the hell's going on? You're done. Absolutely. And how long would it take to understand that if I shoot him in the head, I'm not going to get in trouble? Right. Right? Absolutely. And to believe that is so hard to believe. So, yeah. 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 So, if a group of people came running past you, you wouldn't think that zombies were chasing them. You'd probably say, what are they running Exactly. That's exactly right. What are they running from? What's going on? Yeah. Why is that guy look weird? Why is he drunk? Oh, he's drunk. He's drunk. Get away from That's me. Exactly. It. So I, I like that part of it. And I got it right off the bat. And so many people, like the, the ratings were down. It's like yeah. you guys have to let it develop and understand. And I agree. It, I think it's cool. Right? And then they just went full on gorilla last season. Just had a bunch of gory stuff, and it was yeah. just by eating brains. And I was like, okay, now they're they're trying to you know yeah, include everybody. It. Absolutely. Right? Do you watch anything else? Yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones, great. Oh, another great awesome. one. Awesome. Awesome. Deep, dark. No, and also, like you said, it's not about medieval times. Absolutely. That's the backdrop for yeah. this screwed up family relationship yeah. and all this sort of stuff. What do you think the, the secret is on that show? Like as far as the end game of it? Where the, where's the story going? Um, we, you know, like the, some of the characters, there's a few characters you really want to win. You know, you, you want right. Jon Snow to... to because he's such a cool character. Yeah, especially after they brought him back to life, which was a little bit like, oh, okay. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, we'll let that go because yeah, he, he yeah, had to yeah, die. Right, and right, and, right. and the, the White Walkers, that, that's just huge. Great. So there's there's a, I mean, there's so many that have Gotham. been killed off. Gotham, great. Yes. Great. Great character. Yeah. You know, and I what I think is going on is I think you're going to see uh, uh, Daenerys... And I think Jon Snow is the bastard child, right? Yes. I think that Daenerys and Jon Snow are stepbrother and sister, oh. the same father, the same mother, and he's also a dragon, dragon king. There you go. See, that's what I think, and that's not no, a spoiler because no, no. I don't you're, know anything about anything. That sounds great, and you know, because it's signed for like another year. Yes, I think, and right. then it's done. It is, yeah, I think that that's where it's going. That those two are going to be the ones to kind of save you know Westeros wow. and the world from the White Walkers and with the with the dragons. As wow, makes sense, right? It makes total sense. I mean, that could be it, but that that's another great one too. It really is. Yeah. Did you, did you guys ever get into Breaking Bad? Loved it. Yeah. It was, do you like I mean, Better Call Saul? Then do you like that? first season i've, I've got to got to catch up because I, I really dug it slow burn but it's supposed to be mm -hmm. and it, it's great and i keep meaning to to do season two and three so yeah, yeah. and once again yeah. very slow burn but it's just as well written absolutely as breaking bad yeah just in a different way totally you know, you know? It, it, it works it's, mm -hmm. it's it's amazing it's not it's not so bang 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 you you have to think about it a bit more a bit more cerebral actually absolutely so, so, yeah. absolutely and, that, and that's why like and also too it's now getting into where they're building it to where 
the beginning of Breaking Bad, this shows kind of the whole progression of all those Tuco and uh, the old guy that was in the wheelchair yeah. that blew up the chicken man. <laughs> chicken man. Right, yeah. <laughs> Best scene yeah. ever, right? Absolutely. Does anybody else in the band watch this stuff with you? No. That's it. Yeah. Man in High Castle. Fancy seeing that. Which one is man that? Man in the High Castle. No. <laughs> so, Philip K. Dick, who wrote Blade Runner, mm. Minority Report, he wrote this thing that's about if World War Two, if, if the Nazis had won, so New York is the center of the Third Reich, and the Western Pacific states is is owned by the Japanese. Okay. And there's a no man zone in the middle. It's like Colorado it goes all the way down to South America, but it's deep and it's it really expensive as well. You mm. can tell like the, the you spend a lot of money on it. Totally. Yeah. And, and the again the characters are amazing. Mm-hmm. Re- you'd really dig. Is that. it on HBO? It's on Netflix. Netflix, Amazon original. Okay, isn't it amazing how many platforms there are for these great yeah. shows? Yeah, you know, you're talking about a network TV show. It's like, what does that even matter anymore? Right. You know, absolutely. All this stuff, right? And they they pay so much money. They get such great quality actors, mm-hmm. and the scripts are amazing. You know, the the development because you can do it over a, a few seasons. You could you know these people. You know, when mm-hmm. you when you're in a movie, you know, you got an hour and a half, you're two right. hours. Yeah, yeah. You got to put it there, but like. For example, we saw the Pirates of the Caribbean last night. The new oh, the one. new one! It's awesome. Yeah, it's so amazing. And again, you know, you know Johnny Depp's character. It, it's been developed, so you know you go, okay, this is this huge is reaction when you see him come totally. out again. Jack yeah. Sparrow, it's right, right there. Right, so, right. And the TV thing is a bit like that, you know. It's, it's character development, and you, you're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, a soap that's been on for years. You've got ten hours to develop. Fargo, yeah. Oh, Fargo's great too. Killer. Now I haven't been watching the third season. I watched the first episode. and I forgot it that it was on. So I've got all those backed up. Is the third season yeah. as good as two? I think one, one was the two, best. One was great. Yeah. It was great, and I, I, I dug setting Ted Danson and the whole thing. You know, it's just such a weird parallel universe <laughs> yeah okay you know for... did you see fargo the movie yeah so it's, that's what i like about it is it's got the same vibe it's quirky yes. it's weird but it's not based on that movie right you right. know i mean the first one kind of was very some very of the loosely. characters some yeah. of the characters like uh well, like martin freeman character. Martin, yeah, yeah totally based on william h macy yeah but now like you said like the last one there's ufos in the sky and there's all this stuff like what are they doing but that's all part of this weird Coen Brothers style universe, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, um, this is we got to wind down. I know you got you got to get ready to warm up though. But um, when you're talking about still being on the road with Def Leppard and being bigger than ever, what what is are you guys planning on some more uh, new songs? Or yes, because you, you did the, the last record that came right. out, which was did did good, done done amazing. Which is interesting yes. because a lot of people like Gene Simmons says, well, no one wants to hear new right. material, which I totally disagree with. I agree. I disagree as well because I think. If you make great music, people will dig it. You know, mm-hmm. We always try and do that, and always try and yeah. You know, it doesn't really matter. That's what. That's why we're here. That's otherwise you're just. Uh, it's a business agenda. Otherwise, mm-hmm. so a nostalgia and, act. Absolutely. Almost, right? So you you want to the, the lifeblood is new material, and it's different. You you can. It's such a challenge to make something that someone will like and recognize and in, interject injecting new new kind of ideas. Mm-hmm. And, Making it modern sounding without sounding like you're trying too hard, all but, of those things. But you're also Def Leppard, so the last record was called Def Leppard, yes. right? So you, you have a certain sound that you're known for, right? Or very melodic. The, 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 when I think of Def Leppard, I think of 
lots of vocals and harmonies and yeah. hooky choruses. And that's you kind of have to do that. Without a doubt. That's your thing. Without a doubt. Right? The one album we didn't do that on Slang. Slang and everyone, yeah. everyone was like, oh my God, we can't deal with this. And was like, oh, okay. So... And the best song on that was Slang, which sounded like a Def Leppard song Absolutely. from, you know, from, from right? Stereo or whatever it may be. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, you, you got to have that ingredient there. But it was, it was nice doing a little detour, but, you know, then we, we came back. And How many new songs do you play live? Three. Okay, cool. So that's enough. I mean, it's like the Stones, you know. Yeah. But So I think the trick is when you do a new song, you have to make it theatrical. Otherwise, people get bored. Mm -hmm. So we open with it. So if you're still around with, with just the first song... It's the most spectacular with the lights and the screen. What's the song called? Let's Go. Okay, great. Because the last time I saw you, I'm going to see you guys tomorrow night. Okay. But the last time I saw you, you opened with, uh, it began with a U. Un, uh, uh, the, um, um, uh, unbreakable. Un undefeated. Undefeated. Yes. There you go. Oh, yeah. And I told you, I said, what a smart move. Right. You open with the new song. Yeah. So halfway through, first two, three minutes, people are so excited to see you. They might like, what song is this? I love it. I love it. And then like, oh, is this a new song? Absolutely. But by then, then you're doing, you know, let's get rocked or something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. ah, you wily old vet. <laughs> but that's smart definitely yeah do the new songs go over well they do now when yeah. we first done them it was like you know ear pin drop a little bit it's mm -hmm. like they're, they're looking then but then we we kind of really up the ante and, and it's so weirdly spectacular in the background of the screens and the lights and the colors it's like whoa it's, a, it's like mm. a, an assault of the senses so you put some extra production behind it as definitely. well definitely so that's what you have to do with a new song or, or, or stuff that, that, that people don't know, especially if they're going to be next to a photograph or a stereo or something like that. You've you got to kind of... That's what Paul McCartney said. He said, if I'm going to play a new song, I always give uh, give them a spoonful of sugar afterwards. Absolutely. Here's a new one. Thank you. And now here's Hard Day's Night. Yeah. Or whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah, and then well. there's Iron Maiden, which just goes and plays their whole new album. It's entirely <laughs> right. doesn't give a shit anyways, right? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird, yeah, isn't they, it? they dig it. So just, so, so, so that, uh, we kind of talked about it a bit, but you talk about like the biggest band still from that era yeah leopard and maiden and now metallica's doing stadiums and guns and roses doing stadiums. you guys have reached that stones category where it's multi-generational now yes it's not just the older fans it's younger fans as well yeah they're literally their grandkids in yeah. some cases and sure. you see that you see them in the crowd we do and i think one of the other things is um just by keeping at it and back to the integrity word again um our t-shirts are being you know they're at forever 21 and you know all these different stores hot topic yeah, or absolutely yeah, yeah. so they're all over the place so there's a presence and and people relate to that and that that means you're not an old fogey band mm -hmm. you know it really means you, you it, it kind of suggests something else so they're more prepared to come and see you so we we see them and they they go crazy that's it's great. great yeah so you guys are still digging it and still enjoying it still it's the best it. thing ever yeah. you know it re really is it's so I mean, to, to reach the level of Def Leppard, that's 0.0001% of anybody that ever puts on a guitar. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's something, like, I always told Slash that, like, I've known him for years. Like, dude, sooner or later, you guys will do that again. Because to play a stadium, only the top, top, top right. will have that experience. And I don't care what the bullshit is. Sooner or later, that's something that when we were kids, you have that right you it's, know, you could. You guys have done it too, world. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last two questions. Uh, a, what's your favorite TV show of all time? I think it's Walking Dead. Actually. Walking Dead. I think so. Yeah. When you when you when you break it down, for sure. I think Carl is going to be like the John Connor in Terminator. Well, he is, isn't he? He, he kind of. He's yeah. learning his 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 metal, and he's going to be the one that whatever happens. Uh, you know, he'll be the savior. Yeah, that, you know? that makes sense. But here's yeah. one last thing about Walking Dead too. It's like if they're okay, if they're zombies, 
and these guys are in Atlanta. Yeah. It's hot. Yes. So it's going to be rot. Funky. Smelly. Yeah. But, but but the flesh is going to rot off the zombies. Sooner or later, they're just going to be skeletons, and they're going to fall down and die. But they keep getting new people, don't they? Because of the... Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But why don't you just go up to Canada, go to Winnipeg, where I grew up, where it's minus 30. They're going to freeze. <laughs> You know, you're absolutely that right. That could work, right? It's like the White Walkers, though. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, like, get yeah, over that, that wall. That, good that, call. That Canadian ice wall. <laughs> <laughs> Never connecting the two. Last question. I know you got to get ready for your show. What's your favorite song to play live still? I still like Rocket because it, it sums Def Leppard up in, in in a nutshell. It's got big, it's an anthem. It's wow. got big drums, big, and it's Rocket. Yeah. It's like, you know, all of that But it's stuff. got the build of Hysteria, kind of the proggy style yeah. with the great chorus, great solo. That could be my favorite Def Leppard song. Yeah, I dig it. Thank I you. I love Rock I Rock till you drop too, but that, cool, that could yeah. be it when I hear Rocket. Yeah. Know? Cool, man. I'm looking forward to hearing it. You better play it. I'm yeah, requesting absolutely. it. We're doing it. We're so doing when it. you do it, you do it just for me, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Phil. Brilliant. I appreciate Cheers. that, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, so after I hit stop on that great conversation with Phil Collins, such a great guy, we were still talking on his bus, and he started telling this story about the time Def Leppard met jazz bass player extraordinaire Jocko Pistorius from the Weather Report and from the uh, Jocko documentary that Robert Trujillo made a few years ago. We talked about that quite a bit on this show. They met Jocko one December night in Holland, so I hit record, and Phil said I could share this on the show. So here's the bonus story. Phil Collin versus Jocko Pistorius. December. Right, and um, it's ice. It freezed over that year. Uh, we're, so we're the only people in there. Then this band comes through, and it's Jaco Pastorius's band. So Joe, we all like left all the doors open because we're the only ones there. We'd walk in each other's rooms and stuff. This guy walks into Joe's room. He goes, "I could shit on that keyboard and make it sound great." Joe's like, who, "Who's this guy?" And he goes, I'm, "He said some weird stuff. You'd have to talk to Joe, but." Uh, <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm Jacko Pastorius. And, and they played some gigs and they got into a fight with the audience. And you can imagine this is jazz, you know, this is jazz rock and the guy from Weather Report. And it's like, here they are having a fight with the audience in Holland <laughs> and staying at this hotel. We're, we're in a, a village called Lowstrecht, mm-hmm. which was like the middle of nowhere, like on all this water that froze over. You could walk over to these bars and stuff. Really cool. But yeah, it was, it was the Jacko just from nowhere just walks into Joe's room and kind of starts doing it. Shit on this keyboard. Make I can shit and make it sound great, yeah. <laughs> so that was the quote. I'm like, okay. And Joe's like, okay, who, who are you and what are you doing in my room? You know? <laughs> you want to try it? Yeah, I, I know, right? Absolutely. <laughs> great. It's funny, man. <laughs> Great story. I have to show that to uh, Rob Trujillo. Make sure he hears that, man. Thanks to Phil Collin, and you've got to see Def Leppard live this year. They're spending the spring and all summer on the road with Journey. What a one-two punch that is. Dates start May 21st in Hartford, Connecticut. Run all the way through October. DefLeppard.com is all the ticket information. Also, Leppard also going to play Hysteria in its entirety in December in the UK with uh, opening act Cheap Trick. I am actually texted Phil earlier today and said that's a rock and roll show I want to see uh, don't forget about Delta Deep Phil Collins Blues Band with Robert DeLeo of Stone Temple Pilots and singer Debbie Blackwell they just released a new album it's called East Coast Live 
You can get that at deltadeep.net. You can also hear their new music video for the song Whiskey. Go check that out. And also Phil is on tour with G3, John Petrucci, uh, uh, Joe Satriani, and Phil Collins. Phil is a guitar player extraordinaire. What a shredder. What a rocker. Uh, Delta Deep touring right now. They joined up with Joe Satriani's G3 tour. They're uh, opening the show. And then Phil's playing with G3 later. They're on the road all month. You can get tickets at deltadeep.net. So go check out Phil Collins. And speaking of buying tickets, Chris Jericho's Rockin' Wrestling Rager at Sea. Go to chrisjerichocruise.com and book your cabin now if you haven't already. We set sail October 27, 2018. The names keep getting added on a weekly basis. And remember, for as low as 150 bucks, it can hold your cabin at chrisjerichocruise.com. Everything is included in the price. All the food, all the activities, all the live podcasts, stand-up comedy shows, meet and greets, signings. You want a picture with Jim Ross? Don't cost you a dime. All the concerts for free. The Sea of Honor, Ring of Honor tournament it is all covered in the price of your cabin. Food as well. The only things you pay for on top of that are drinks and gambling. And you'll be able to come and hang on the ship, hang out with, take pictures with, uh, kibitz with Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, SoCal Val, Mick Foley, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, Ray Mysterio, Ray and Cyrus and Paul Lazenby from Killing the Town. Conan, Disco Inferno, and Shane Helms from Keeping It 100. Tim and Dave are going to scare the pants off you with Beyond the Darkness uh, uh, seminars. Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa doing their hilarious, unprofessional wrestling show. Brand Williams, Ron Funches, Jim Brewer doing some great comedy. Jim's also going to be playing with his band, The Loud and Rowdy. And what a band he has featuring Steve Brown and PJ Farley from Trickster and Joey Castanella from ZO2. Busted Open is going to be there. LaGreca is going to be there. Well, maybe Bubba will be there as well, hopefully. Phil Campbell and the Bastard Sons, their new album, The Age of Absurdity, is out now. Go check that out. Check out the new video for Dark Days. King is going to be there. The Stir, Atlanta's hottest new rock and roll band. The Dave Spivak Project. Go check out Spiwi's new uh, uh, video for Get Out of My House. That's on YouTube. The, the Darlings of Rock and Roll, The Cherry Bombs, Shoot to Thrill, the world's greatest ACDC tribute band. Blizzard of Ozzy is going to be there, uh, the world's greatest Ozzy cover band. And, of course, Ring of Honor presenting the Sea of Honor tournament aboard the ship. Matches happening in the middle of the ocean, and the winner of the Sea of Honor tournament gets a Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion shot in the future. The Young Bucks will be there. The villain, Marty Skrull, Adam Page, Cody, don't call him Rose, the entire Bullet Club. Uh, Cody's wife, Brandy, is going to be there. The Briscoe Brothers, Dalton Castle. Frankie Kazarian, Christopher Daniels, Jay Lethal, uh, Delirious was just added this week. So many more are coming up. Uh, I've got some big, big names coming up. They're going to blow your socks off. It is going to be the place to be. It's going to be the destination vacation uh, for the for the ages. Come join us, ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Don't you dare wait. We're on a sellout pace. I want you there with me, all right? You're also going to hear a great Words of Jericho show on board that cruise. And I'm coming back to the U.K. for the Words of Jericho. May 21st, Glasgow. May 22nd, Manchester. May 23rd, London. Get your tickets at Inside the Ropes. Go check that out. It's going to be great. Got lots of stuff coming up. ChrisJerichoCruise.com. Uh, 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 but I'm ChrisJericho.com for Season 2 of But I'm Chris Jericho. And, of course, the painless video if that's not enough for you just wait until you see who we got coming up wednesday right here on talk is jericho on westwood one we've already got a million and a half downloads in one month those are real actual downloads we are killing it here on talk is jericho and keeping up with the crazy themes next wednesday it is the marvel versus dc super war that's right we're going to analyze the uh the uh, years of competition
competition between Marvel and DC, the crazy, crazy uh, things that you never thought had happened, the mafia like uh, sticking it to each other. It's going to be a great show. Marvel versus DC. Super War featuring author Reed Tucker, who wrote a great book about it called Slugfest. You're not going to want to miss this. It's very, very interesting. Just as every episode of Talk is Jericho is interesting, isn't it? All right, we will see you then. In the meantime and in between time, stay safe, stay hard, stay cool, stay hungry. We'll see you on Wednesday for the Marvel vs. DC Super War. All right, be cool. Yeah, boy. Pour some feel calling on me in the name of Leo. 